Well, the threat that we see that I wasn't aware of until we went through our research phase with those 7,000 people is that our environment is making us sick. That's this major threat that is completely out of outside of most people's awareness. What you breathe, what's touching your skin, what's sprayed on your food, all these environmental toxins, there's been an additional almost 150,000 toxins enter humanity since the 1970s, you know, chemicals basically. The average human walks around with 700 toxins in their body that they don't, they don't even know are there. Hello, and welcome to the Art of Living Well podcast. I'm Stephanie May Potter, and I'm here with my co-host, Marnie Dachis-Marmet. We created the Art of Living Well podcast to empower you to live your happiest, healthiest, and most authentic life. Each week, we will bring you inspiring and motivating conversations covering health and wellness topics, including fitness, mindset, food, travel, product reviews, and strategies from a variety of experts, including our own bank of knowledge. We are excited to educate, motivate, and inspire you to change the way you perceive health and discover your art of living well. Get ready to feel inspired. Hello and welcome back to the Art of Living Well podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. But before we dive into our episode, we have just one quick announcement, and that is it's time for our next seven-day functional medicine liver detox. As much as we all love this time of year with summer and the really long days, which lend themselves to more barbecues and social gatherings and really just break from routines, Marnie and I, and we know a lot of you, need a reset. And we're craving a little bit more structure and routine into our lives to get ready for the rest of 2022 and end this year feeling really good and vibrant and prioritizing ourselves. So if you're ready to reduce your toxic load and bloating, to increase your energy, improve your sleep, improve your digestion, reduce joint pain, boost your immunity, then join us on this seven-day journey. You will learn to tune into your body's unique needs and walk away with a set of tools and a better understanding for your body. Plus, you will honestly feel so proud of yourself for this accomplishment. We're going to kick off on Sunday, September 17th, but of course, you can start a couple days before or after. We do ask if you live out of the area and you want your kit shipped to you that you sign up seven days before so that we have enough time to make sure it arrives for you to start with the group. And then finally, we would love for you guys to rate and review us on Apple Podcast. Share this episode with a family friend or anyone who you think may benefit from the information. Doing so really helps us reach more people so that others can benefit from the information we share each week and the amazing guests and resources. Did you know that your current diet, lifestyle, and environmental choices could be increasing your chances of health problems based on your unique DNA? Well, today's guest, Kashif Khan, who is the author of The DNA Way and the founder of The DNA Company, is going to enlighten you on this very topic. In today's episode, you will learn what a gene is and how our genetics provide an instruction manual for our cells. We're going to talk about the DNA test and how you can learn what jobs your body does well and what jobs your body doesn't do as well so that you can make changes to your nutrition, your exercise, your lifestyle right now to improve your health, longevity, and even your relationships. You will understand 
that your DNA will help you get to the root cause of disease, illnesses, and even your ability to lose weight. Kashif is going to talk about his company and the DNA test that he runs that includes an amazing, robust report and the type of information that you'll receive. You'll learn about how your DNA impacts your emotions, your personality, your mental health, your ability to detox, and more. We'll also dive into Kashif's book, The DNA Way, where you will discover what the DNA company experts have learned about chronic illness and genetic predispositions based on years of in-depth genetic analysis of the DNA results of over 7,000. We absolutely loved this conversation and this topic. It's not an area that we've discussed on the podcast. And honestly, it's not an area that neither one of us knew a ton about. And it was just so, so enlightening. Since this interview, we've both had the test done and I actually had my husband take it as well. I learned many things about my body and just the type of diet that it does better on and the fact that I'm more likely to be lactose intolerant, something I struggled with for many, many years. And also I I learned just that my body does better with strength training and much less cardio, at least not intense cardio something I wish I knew decades ago when I was spending hours on the elliptical and the treadmill and not getting the results that I wanted. I also learned that my genes show that I tend to be more of an emotional or binge eater and have dysregulated hunger and snacking cues, which, you know, I guess I know about myself, but it was interesting to realize that that's part of who I am. That's part of my genetic makeup. And honestly, I wish I had this information decades ago because it would have saved me so much time and mental energy experimenting with various diets and types of workouts and supplements and things that honestly were never going to work for my body type. I think for me, one of the benefits of one, this conversation and two, doing the report is learning how we can use this very personalized data that's imprinted from birth to solve our health problems and challenges and learn to use your superpowers in your DNA to thrive in all areas of your life. So you won't want to miss this very enlightening conversation. So with that, let's jump right into our interview with Kashif Khan. But first, a quick word from our sponsor, Good Health Saunas. I have had my Good Health Sauna for over a year now, and you guys, I love it so much. From the moment of purchase to the delivery and setup, Good Health Sauna staff, they've been absolutely amazing. They've answered all my questions. They did a great job with the setup. And I have started this routine where I'm working out in the morning, I'm taking a sauna, I'm showering, I'm refreshed, and I feel great for the day. And I just feel relaxed during the day. I'm sleeping better at night. And I feel like I'm really adding to my overall health and happiness. And I'm also, removing toxins from my body, and I feel amazing. Infrared saunas produce penetrating heat to help you sweat and heal your body from the inside. Sweating on a regular basis in your good health sauna can help you feel rejuvenated. There are so many health benefits of regular infrared sauna use that include detoxification, immune system support, muscle repair, chronic pain relief, relaxation, deeper sleep, and so much more. I've been using my sauna now regularly for the last several weeks and love how relaxed I feel, especially when I do it in the evening as part of my routine. It really helps me unwind from the day and improve my sleep. So why not bring the benefits and convenience of the sauna experience into your home with a commercial grade Good Health Sauna? Good Health Sauna has three stores, one at the Mall of America in Minnesota and two in Wisconsin. 
in Appleton and Waukesha, but they ship anywhere in the U.S. For more information on the various sizes and options and for your special offer for all of our listeners, head on over to their website, www.goodhealthsaunas.com and mention the Art of Living Well podcast. Hi, Kashif. Marnie and I are really excited to have you on our show today. We love meeting like-minded people in the health and wellness space who have really dedicated their lives to helping others. And this topic we're going to discuss today and dive into DNA is something that we have wanted to share with our listeners and learn more ourselves. So we're just super excited to have you on. So thank you for joining us. Yeah, good to join you guys. Pleasure. Great. So before we really dive into this interview, one question we love to ask our guests is, what's your one non-negotiable to start each day? To start each day. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, I would say it's either sunlight or vitamin D. Mm Because one thing I've learned is that our circadian rhythms are much more sensitive than we think. And you need to turn it on in order for it to work the rest of the day. So that's how I start the day. I'm either stepping outside barefoot. And if it's cloudy, where it happens quite often in Toronto, I'm gulping some vitamin D. Nice. That is... um... That's a great just like tip to share for our listeners. Um, couldn't agree more. And I mean, you live in a climate that's not that warm. So yeah. getting outside, it's still doable, even if it's not, you know, warm and sunny, but just to get that exposure. Yeah. For Are sure. you stepping outside barefoot in the cold? Yeah. I'll, I wear my shorts through most of the winter. You know, wow. I, a, a lady was laughing at me on the street because I had my winter coat, but my shorts down below. I, was <laughs> like, I only feel cold on the top half of my body. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Well, um, we know that, you know, all entrepreneurs typically have a very interesting story. And we would love to have you share in a nutshell your personal journey of overcoming your own genetic legacy and health challenges and ultimately founding this company and then recently writing the book, um, The DNA Way. Yeah. So it, I think a lot of great functional medicine, root cause medicine type stories kind of come from the same place Mm -hmm. where you're sick and you get failed by allopathic healthcare and you're digging, wanting to know more. And that was my exact problem was like, why are all these things happening? Eczema, depression, gut issues. I had psoriasis. I had horrible migraines. Why are they all happening at the same time when I've never been sick in my life? And I couldn't get the answer to the why. I could only get what? Here's what it's called. And here's the pill you have to take. So that was my first foray into healthcare. And so I started to dig like people do. And I learned about functional medicine and integrative medicine and how there is a way to dig into the root cause and establish why you are actually sick, not what your sickness is. And from there, the thing that was the big aha moment for me was in my genetics, there were certain pieces of code that were just missing, entirely missing. And this explained why me in the same environment, same food, same context as my business partner had a major problem and he didn't. You know, we spent a lot of time together. So I just thought I had these problems. Like I was told medically, no, I just had the inability to cope with some environmental toxins and food threats that he actually did really well with genetically. So that opened my eyes to this world. Uh, I literally walked away from my business and said, I have to do something here. This is so impactful. Uh, And we built an interpretation sort of portal around it to allow people to access their genetics and and do what I did, which is heal yourself. So just stepping back, like how did you, you had a DNA test done then on yourself and you uncovered these very specific 
I mean, your, your imprint, right? So you mentioned yeah. it, like you had codes that were missing. Like, can you just maybe extrapolate on that a little bit yeah. more? So even that was challenging because my first look at genetics didn't work. Like that was another big problem that I thought needed to be solved. One is access. People need to know that this is the tool they should have. But second is it needs to be easy to use, right? It should be uh -huh. like an app on my phone. I press and I understand here's what's wrong and here's how you fix it. That's it, right? And it wasn't like that. It was another language that looked like gibberish that you go to five different doctors, they would tell you five different things about what it meant. So and that required a lot of work. And so, yeah, step one, I, I did do some genetic testing and it didn't really help me uh, other than you have an 80% chance of this, 40% chance of that, go go luck, uh, go see what happens, right? Good luck type scenario. Uh, and so I did find some amazing scientists who are working on functional interpretation. How do you actually apply this stuff to the real problems we have to deal with? Not a genetic condition or trait that I probably already know I have, but more like breast cancer, diabetes, hair loss, acne, the things that we're challenged with daily, that we're worried about daily. How do I use it for that? How do I not have a 80% chance risk of breast cancer, but how am I told why 20% didn't get it in that, in that scenario? What do I do right to not get it? So that's what really drove sort of this ambition of like, I have to build this now, right? Because uh -huh. there's, it's so powerful. And from myself, you know, five chronic conditions reversed. My mom, who was arthritic in bed, couldn't function, is now going to the gym and training. You know, my anxiety-induced niece who was on almost on medication got her off of all that. Uh, and then my friends, in fact, it kept expanding and turned into like, wow, we need to change the world, right? <laughs> so just to clarify, you know, when you started on this journey, are we talking about tests like 23andMe? Or are you talking about more nature, specific DNA tests? Yeah. Well, of that nature. So that, that's what was available. So what's the difference? Right. So healthcare is here's what's wrong and here's the pill you have to take. Uh -huh. Functional medicine is let's figure out why you got sick. Yeah, right. right. That's the same thing that was happening in genetics. Genetics was here's the disease and here's your risk. What we needed to know is here's the biological function that's failing and why the disease manifested. If I can tell you that, you don't need to have the disease. It becomes a choice. You're, what is your, your, your genes are instructions. You have 50 trillion cells that make up your body. Each and every cell has this instruction manual inside. And depending what kind of cell it is, it reads the right page. So a liver cell becomes a liver cell because it read the liver section and does those jobs. So now if I can read this instruction manual, I know what jobs my body doesn't do well. From mm -hmm. detoxification to making hormones to making neurochemicals of the brain. If I can figure out the red flags, I know my body doesn't do this job well. For example, a woman may make too much toxic estrogen, right? There's a job that's a little bit off. I now, based on that one thing, can talk about endometriosis, fibromyalgia, horrible menopause, breast cancer, crazy menstrual cycle, PMS. None of these things are separate. And the way we treat them as siloed problems, they're all rooted in the same central hub of this inflammatory insult of toxic estrogen that drives a level of inflammation that now which disease that's the, you know, disease lottery that you play, right? We know the central hub is the same. The root is the same. It can manifest in many different ways. And this is where functional genomics, as opposed to genetics, genetics is all of these diseases, fibromyalgia, et cetera. Functional is like, let's look at the root. What's driving it on? Because if I target that, disease becomes optional. Mm -hmm. That's so inspiring. And I just don't think a lot of people focus on that. You know, they, they'll blame their genes on 
some illness they have or some trait, but they don't actually understand what they can do about it. And that that's really the getting to the root cause of many illnesses. And Marty and I talk a lot about functional medicine and a lot of what you're saying. I think our listeners understand, but this is taking it to a whole nother level. Yeah. So it's really identifying what is going on in your specific body and then making specific recommendations for what you can actually do about it. And the recommendations are the most important part. Tell me what to do. Right. 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 I'll paint a picture. I'll give you an example. Since we talked about female health here. And I would say, by the way, of all the problems we encountered, I think what needs the most support is female hormone health, that Mm -hmm. current medical experience of hey, I have fibromyalgia, I have fertility issues. Yeah, it's your hormones, good luck, right? That's right. kind of the answer right now when <laughs> that should not be the answer at all. It's, it, our research isn't structured to support female hormone health. Um, so that's where we found that we needed to do the most work because that's where all the problems were. So I'll use that as an example. So BRCA is a commonly known genetic threat, the BRCA mm-hmm. Right. And how many women say, oh, I need to go get tested for BRCA to know if I have breast cancer risk. There was an article that came out in CNN about a month and a half ago that said cancer rates of ovarian cancer are going down because women are cutting their fallopian tubes out because of the BRCA gene. Right. So you have this BRCA gene, go to the doctor, cut out your fallopian tubes, you prevent breast cancer or sorry, ovarian cancer. What is actually going on? So the BRCA gene doesn't cause cancer. And it says right in the article, or and if you go to your doctor, they will tell you cancer risk. They don't actually know what it does. BRCA is a tumor suppressor. So God forbid you have cancer, it's supposed to fix it. So if you don't have a repair tool, you don't do so well with cancer. It, you're li- less likely to recover. The thing that's supposed to help you fix it, you don't do a good job. Now, none, nowhere in that did we yet understand what caused the cancer to begin with. Always said you can't repair, right? So yes, it's true. If you have the bad version of the BRCA gene, you don't do a good job of repair. You still don't know what causes. So let's talk about cause. That was genetics, right? Now let's uh-huh. talk about functional genomics. Functional genomics is some women in their hormone cascade make a lot more estrogen. They're estrogen dominant. And it's very easy to predict with the genetic map what you do with your hormones. And there's some that just fill this bucket of estrogen every month a little too much. Then step two of three is they might convert it into a metabolite, like I talked about earlier, that's toxic. So you have three options, two, four, or 16 hydroxyestrogen. Two is the good, clean stuff you want. Four and 16 are toxic. So if you do that, you're making a lot of estrogen and you're funneling it into this toxic version, which causes inflammation, right? Step three of three, okay, your body has innate detox processes to get rid of toxicity, both that you take in and both that you make. You may not be doing well there. Glutathione, methylation, antioxidation, glucuronidation. These are some processes we look at that help you get rid of this estrogen toxicity. You may be that avatar, that profile of I'm estrogen dominant, estrogen toxic, bad detox. Still, you're not sick. What's going on? Like you said, your habits and your choices. I may decide to take the birth control pill. I may decide to take uh, hormone replacement therapy. I may not understand the environmental disruption of my hormones from plastics and chemicals and my dry cleaning, et cetera. So I'm loading that estrogen even more with third-party inputs. Now I'm getting over the threshold that my body can cope with, right? Mm-hmm. Even then there isn't cancer yet. What's going on? Women get to menopause. Why does most breast cancer happen around the menopause age? That's usually when it starts, right? Not always, but usually. 
You no longer have a menstrual cycle. So you no, no longer have that monthly clearance of this toxic load. It's in your bloodstream. And your body thinking, I need to protect you because there's an inflammatory insult. I don't want this reaching the organs. I don't want this in your veins and your vasculature causing inflammation. I want this tucked away. Let me put it in fat. Let me get rid of it. And where do women have fat? In their breasts. In breasts right? Yeah. <laughs> and we don't hear about you about bum cancer, but you do hear a lot of breast cancer because the cellular structure inside the breast, the gland, the ducts that were made to deliver milk, were not designed to cope with inflammatory insults. Your lungs, your gut are designed to cope with stuff coming in that needs to be filtered. This was not. So that's a big why. Here's my profile, functional genetic profile. It's not one gene. It's multiple things we have to look at to come up with a profile. Here's then, based on that profile, the right decisions and the wrong decisions for me. Give me a five-year-old girl, and I can tell you, here's your human instruction manual. Here's the exact choices that will lead you to breast cancer. Here's the exact choices that will make sure it never happens. Right? Wow. wow. That's where things have now gotten to. But most people are completely unaware that this is possible. So does the test detect if you have breast cancer, but you don't know you have breast cancer? No. So there are early detection cancer tests, right. which are very different than what we do, that look oh. for inflammatory markers, certain proteins. Yeah. They're like, hey, we yeah. think there's cancer in your body, right? What yeah. we're saying is, here's how your body does all these jobs. The mm -hmm. genes instruct the jobs. Now, based on how you do the jobs, we know what problems you could have based on your environment, nutrition, and lifestyle. So you better adopt these environment, nutrition, and lifestyle habits to make sure you don't have that problem. Or if you mm -hmm. have the problem, if you're in it already, let's reverse it. Yes, let the doctor deal with it acutely and you know su suppress it and mask it and whatever needs to, but we will also work from the other end of the root cause. Let's get rid of the fire that's fueling it. Mm -hmm. So fascinating. So fascinating. I mean, it's really, it's precision personalized medicine like at yeah. its finest here. Yeah. It makes me want to have my whole family, like my kids. I mean, you talk about this in your book and we can get into that in a minute, but it doesn't seem like there's any reason why you couldn't do this for young children because I mean, they're imprinted at birth. Nothing's changing from their That's DNA, changing. right? Yeah. And then to be able to make those lifestyle changes, which we'll dive more into, that could really have a profound impact on their, Major impact. So on their my, life. Yeah, my, my three kids, my niece, my cousin's kids, They've all been tested, right? Because of the impact from how do you know what sport your child, child should be playing? Are you setting them up for success or failure? You can't really tell with a five-year-old kid where they're going to thrive, but guess what? Their hormone map doesn't lie. We know what they're going to become. We already know. Are they going to be more estrogenized and stronger and bigger? Are they going to be more androgenized and more testosterone dominant, right? So we also know that they're academia, like the way their brain is wired and are they more, you know, wired to be an accountant? Are they more reward seeking and let them be an entrepreneur because they're going to be depressed if you don't let them do that. Right. So the, the converse of success is some word like anxiety, depression, burnout, which usually most of these things are developed over time because you are in a context that's misaligned to your innate genetic capacity. So imagine a kid that's stuck with words like ADHD, you know, that doesn't need to have those words. It's actually a superpower that needs to be unlocked. And we see this over and over and over again, kids that are on medication that never needed to be, you know, so yeah, it's highly impactful. Wow. So can you just like walk us through the test, like the process of the actual test? 
Yeah. Yeah, for sure. We, we um, the, we, you, you spit in a saliva tube, right? Mm-hmm. It's very simple. You take a, so we, we, so first of all, sorry, we ship you the tube, right? Yeah. We then extract the DNA from the tube when, when you can ship it back to us. And the sequencing allows us to read the DNA and understand what version of what gene you have, right? So now that we know what version of what gene you have, we can populate into a portal what you need to pay attention to from your mood and behavior to your sleep, to disease risk, to your hormone profile, uh, to the innate immunity of the cell. Why did some people do so well with COVID and some people didn't? How does that cell actually function? To uh, your diet choices, et cetera. And it's really that simple. Tube, spit, go to the lab, portal gets populated and you're reading things that are spelt out in plain English that are easy to understand, right? And that was for me a big aha moment when I did my genetics earlier on, it was too complicated. I, I don't need to know what version of what gene I have. I need to know how to fix my problem, right? Give me the recommendations. What supplement should I take? Should I be a vegan? Should I be on the keto diet? Do I actually metabolize, you know, fats efficiently? And am I going to feel really bad in a few weeks if I choose to go on a carnivore or keto diet? Or am I going to thrive? That level of simplicity on the major choices that drive huge outcomes. So anyways, that's what kind of what it looks like. It's a saliva sample, takes a few weeks, and then you you self-serve through this portal, which spells it out very easily. So it so, it answers like hundreds of questions, it sounds like. Like yeah. when you go into the portal, it like very specifically tells you like, don't do the carnivore diet or do, or you would be six, like... Like how many things does it tell you or? So what we've learned, and here's a cool thing, your DNA doesn't change, right? You're born with it. You're going to die with it. It's your, the genetic cards you've been dealt. So in every stage of your life, there's different problems you're solving. Mm-hmm. There's different contexts. Say, say in a woman's life, there's from puberty to fertility to menopause, three major phases. And then there's micros within that. There's there's always a question you need to ask when it comes to your health and wellness. Every day you're making choices. So what if you always made the right choice? You made the exact choice that was exactly suited to your body and what your genetics are calling for. You're never going to have a health and wellness problem. And so rather than speaking to the genes, we try and educate the, we try and um, teach our clients how to fish, which means we actually invite them to webinars to teach them how to use the data to solve problems that aren't even in the report. If you understand how your body works, then you can start to become your own health advocate. You can start to change the people around you. And so we, we the, the test is just the beginning of the journey. It, it, the, we spell out some of the major things that we think you need to know, but then we say also attend our live mastermind sessions where I'm there, some of our clinicians are there, and let's dive into this data and apply it to your various things. And people will come saying, I have Lyme disease. People will come saying, my mom has Alzheimer's. I don't want it. And we'll unpack those things. And people start to understand that, oh, this is how I can use this information to solve all these problems that I didn't even think about yet. So it becomes this tool that it, it's literally an instruction manual. Whenever you need to make a choice, check the manual first and see how your body does that job and now make the right choice. Which, I mean, this is so fascinating. I mean, just thinking about, so you spit into a saliva tube, you send off the results. Three weeks later, you literally know what type of foods are best for your body, supplements that you should take, even forms of exercise. We want to dive into more like the mental health aspect of it later in this conversation. I mean, are there skeptics out there that are like, really? Like, I can just spit into this tube and all this information is going to be provided? Like from a, I don't know, I'm just like, playing a little bit of devil's advocate here. I mean, I certainly believe in this, but 
And this one report is going to tell me everything I know to slow down aging and reverse, you know, potentially reverse or never get cancer. So it's not only the skepticism, it's also the data privacy concerns. It's also Mm -hmm. the, where's my DNA going to end up? And that's a real problem, by the way. So here's the problem. The same thing that I said that's so beneficial, your DNA never changes, is also the reason why this industry is not the best and that those problems are real. All these companies, there's billions of dollars that was invested into genetic research and all these companies came along saying, here's your DNA results, here's your report. And they realized, wait a second, we're done because we never need to test that person's DNA again. So now what do we do? So they all became data selling companies saying that, well, you're willing to pay me three, four, five hundred dollars for a test. That guy's willing to pay me five thousand dollars for your data. He's the real customer. Right. What do they want? And so the test ended up being designed for that person, the pharma company or the government or the whoever. Uh, and so they became these mass collection of data tools as opposed to curating the things you actually needed to know about that drive the needle on health and wellness. And so we saw that more as an opportunity than a problem that what if we become that company that says, we destroy your sample, which is worth a lot of money, by the way, but as soon as we get it, we destroy it. We don't sell data. We actually anonymize it and aggregate it so we can't even see it in the system and you access it through a portal. And that forces us to become a healthcare company, an insight company where our coaches and our practitioners work with you ongoing and as opposed to like, let's sell data to somebody else. So that is a real problem data security and data sales, most uh, testing companies do this. Uh, I wouldn't get involved if that's the case because you don't know where the data is going. We make it a very clear policy that we don't do that. We, I, I think we're one of the few that actually destroys a sample because that thing is worth thousands of dollars to a pharma company. But we've made it very clear that forget about the money. We want a long-term relationship with the client and that's where our quote-unquote money will come from, right? Um, so we've made a conscious choice there. And in terms of the skepticism, it's hard to believe sometimes that here's my roadmap, but understand the science of it is what is a gene? It's an instruction, right? It's truly a set of instructions. Every job that's happening in your body is being told how that job should happen. And your genes are where those instructions are held. So if we're accessing the instruction manual, how can what we say not be possible? We know how every job, the efficiency at which your body is doing every single job that it does. So it's very easy then at that point to understand what the red flags are and what to support. So how, like, I know a lot of places do blood tests and Stephanie and I offer various types of lab testing. Some of it is spit tests, some of it is blood tests. So, but you think or know that the spit test is like more valuable than the blood test? Uh, We just find it's easier. So remember, DNA is in every cell in your body. So it doesn't matter how you... It doesn't matter, yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's certain genes, however, where, you know, you can get clinical in nature. So we don't deal with genetic conditions. Mm -hmm. So there are certain genes that equal a problem. This switch was turned on and you have sickle cell syndrome. There was no choice there, right? That's a tiny fraction of our healthcare problem, but they are problems that need very specialized support, right? You, it's not about a pill that you take, like it needs to be managed. So in those cases, there are some blood tests that are more diagnostic in nature, but the big problems that we're dealing with every day don't need that. Right. Okay. Yeah. So maybe it would be good to dive in right now and talk about your book, the DNA way, which is really this like awesome preventative guide to various health issues and 
I just love how it's an instruction manual, like you said earlier, that'll really help slow down aging and help people achieve optimal wellness. And it dives into all these, you know, lifestyle changes and gives lots of tips. It's very, I, I literally like it because it's just easy to read and the way you've divided it and broken it all out is super helpful. Can you tell us a little bit about the book? Like what prompted you to write it? And I know you interviewed a lot of different people going through that process and what you learned from those interviews specifically around like weight management and chronic disease. Sure. So, you know, the book, it's funny because I didn't remember this until after writing the book that when I was young, I wanted to be a writer. And I actually took <laughs> writing courses. Yeah, I took writing courses and I, I I excelled in them. I really enjoyed it. And then I started working and I forgot about that pipe dream. I never did it. So anyway, so the thinking was, regardless of somebody's our client or not, or whether they work with us on testing, we know that people need to know that this should be part of their toolkit. And I thought the easiest way to do that was to write a book about how I healed myself and the, the various systems I went through and how easy it is. And so again, whether somebody acted through us or 10 other companies, whatever, it didn't matter at that point. It was more like, I cannot walk around with this knowledge in my head and not share it with everybody. You know, the impact that it's had on my family, I have to have to write about it. So that's what we did. We, I wrote a book. And funny thing is, is the publisher was actually one of our patients. So the CEO of the publishing company, you know, he we worked with him. He said, yeah, this, this story needs to be told. So he agreed to put the book out there. And it's exactly that walking through my story and how I sort of learned through my genetics, what needed to be sort supported, what didn't, how easy it is to do once you understand it. Uh, and yeah, I spent a lot of time. I've done literally hundreds of interviews now of various healthcare, you know, specialists from all the way from personal trainers right down to oncologists, you know, to understand how those jobs happen, right? So that I understand how I best can support, you know, take weight loss, like you mentioned. So I did talk to a bunch of trainers and diet nutrition specialists, and you know, even weight loss gurus per se that have written books, etc. Uh, and I learned where people get stuck. That was the key for us. Where's the thing? What's the problem that we can solve that hasn't been solved yet? And I did find a few places. And it's a perfect example of how your genome can be reinterpreted. So remember how we said earlier, you can keep going back to this thing to ask questions that you didn't think of yet and then get new ideas and new choices to make. So I learned that so many people, the same detox pathway that we talked about that clears the toxic estrogens, Right also clears other toxins like airborne chemicals, mold, et cetera. And some people who do this process really well of detoxifying will actually store fat because their body's trying to deposit the toxins just like it's doing with the estrogen toxicity. And so they get stuck, not because of calories, not because of the time on the treadmill, but because of what they're breathing or because of what they're eating in those calories, the chemicals that came along, the packaging, the plastics, that were, you know, part and parcel of the food they're eating. And it completely outside of the awareness of the weight loss industry. Nobody's talking about it. You know, there's some people where their serotonin is dysregulated, a neurochemical which balances your mood, which causes them to be easily irritable and have more anxiety because it's hard for their brain to sort of prioritize things so everything bothers them. Mm -hmm. And it causes the brain to then seek joy and pleasure to get out of a cortisol response, out of a stress response. So the body knows cortisol is bad. Let's go be happy. And it will, it will drive hunger as a coping mechanism. Go eat some food and be happy. That's what it's telling your brain. So some people are stuck with that one thing and they have no clue what's going on. No, nothing fixes it. And I can go on and on and on. Estrogen dominance, the thing that we talked about earlier. I know 
if your hormones are leaning more towards estrogen, estrogenization, that your body is going to look a certain way, you know, and to make a, a paint a picture, you have Kim Kardashian and Kendall Jenner, these two sisters with a different father, look how different their bodies look. And Kendall's dad was the athlete who was highly androgenized, a lot of testosterone. And look at what she looks like. She's the runway model. She's slim, thin, very few female features. Kim is all voluptuous. And yes, there's been some renovation and some additions there. Right? <laughs> renovation. I like that. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> yeah. But the you know, the foundation was still very different than her sister, right? So yeah. hormones are driving that. And we can predict how a child is going to develop. We can predict why a woman or a man is stuck, why a certain man can't see his six pack. And it's, but he's very strong because that's what estrogen gives you. You can deadlift 400 pounds, but you're not going to see your abs. Then you can start to get to your goal the right way, the, the very precise and shortcut way because you know what's stopping you. Hey guys, we wanted to tell you about one of the products that both Marnie and I use every single day, which is the plant-based amino acids from Keon. We've both been drinking their super tasty aminos every morning for many months either before, during, or after our workouts, which really help to produce more energy, stimulate muscle growth, and help with recovery. The Kian Aminos contain all nine essential amino acids, which are the building blocks of protein and important for overall health. And they now have convenient travel packs, which we both took on our recent vacation so that we don't have to go a day without our aminos. We both love that there are no artificial ingredients and our favorite flavors are cool lime and mixed berry. But Keon has many other products that we enjoy as well. My teenage son and I both take their creatine on the days that we strength train, which I mix with the aminos. My husband enjoys their mold-free coffee every day, and my family also uses their premium grass-fed whey protein isolate powder in our smoothies. So if you're focused on getting high-quality sources of protein and building lean muscle for optimum health, then we highly encourage you to head on over to www.getkeon.com. That's K-I-O-N. And use the code Art of Living for 10% off single products, 15% off bundles, or 20% off a subscription. I am such a big fan of Kian that I have their aminos, their coffee, and creatine all on subscription to maximize my savings and ensure that I never run out. So do people have to like sign on with you beyond the test to get the information of what you do to see your abs or, you yeah. know, to bring your estrogen more in balance or whatever it is. So we, people access the report. That's, that's called it the, the product, right? Uh-huh. And what we learned is there's so much more that we know than what's in the report. Cause there's some things that regulatory wise, we're just not allowed to say like FDA and health Canada wise, we know them, but we're not allowed to hand it over to consumer. So there's two additional layers of support. One is some people have a problem to solve. I have breast cancer. I need to deal with this, right? So we do have trained functional genomics practitioners that have the healthcare experience, but they also have the genetic experience. So they can custom tailor that precision medicine that you were talking about earlier, right? So Stephanie mentioned, this is precision medicine. Yeah, so we can actually take you through this precision medicine process with our coaches if you choose. Or if it's more like, I want to get more out of this and I want to know how to use this tool, like teach me how to fish, right? As opposed to throwing me a big tuna, that's where we have these ongoing mastermind sessions where people can just log in. We'll have one about the brain. We'll have one about weight. We'll have one about sleep. And you can learn how to use your data to solve these problems in a much more in-depth way that we can't necessarily say in a report. So I can tell you, I did one last night 
on um, aging and disease. There was a few hundred people on this thing that are, you know, customers from the last little while, all blown away, all like, I can't believe I didn't do this earlier, all like now my mother needs this, now my cousin needs this, because we're diving so deep into the data and people don't typically get this kind of support from lab tests. It's like, here's the report. That's where my responsibility ends. Right. No, we know way more than what you know. So let's help you with all that. So we, we do a lot of that type of work. That's awesome. Because I think... I. I would guess people are going to get this information and be so motivated and be like, oh, that makes, you know, that makes sense. Or that's why I can't follow a certain diet that my spouse can or whatever the situation is. Right. And then you you're not just leaving them hanging. You're providing them options to kind of continue on and dive deep into some of these areas and make these lifestyle changes. You know, I want to dive in a little bit and talk about what you discovered around like mood and the neuro behaviors. And I know this came up in like the first part of your book where you talk about your journey as well. But, you know, we've been focusing a lot on, you know, estrogen dominance and weight loss and detox, but there's a whole nother aspect of your DNA that impacts, you know, your, your mental health, which also then impacts your physical health because of the choices that you tend to make. Like you just talked about a little bit with eating based on, you know, serotonin levels and all that. Yeah. So that, that was a big aha moment for us because genetics Academic genetics doesn't believe that this is even possible, what, what we now know, meaning that if I have your DNA, I can predict your personality to a T without ever speaking to you. I know who, how you behave. I can tell you everything about yourself. I can tell you how many sessions I have where people break down in tears because they're like, now I get it. Now I understand. We, every health session turns into a uh, a, a couple's counseling session because we understand the brain so well. So why? Because we know what genes drive the creation, the binding, and the clearance of certain neurochemicals. So to what degree do I bind it? What intensity do I feel this feeling? How quickly do I get rid of it? How long does that feeling last? Right? So these types of insights are driven by the genetic code that, again, instructs each one of those jobs, the binding, the clearing, et cetera. So if I know, we already know in human biology what those chemicals do. We just never paired them up overlaid on a map. So now we have the map. So based on the map, I know if you're more reward seeking because you clear dopamine a little quicker. So you seek more pleasure and you seek more reward. I know if you have a tendency towards depression because you don't bind enough dopamine. So you don't get enough pleasure from what's around you. And you you, you it just kind of constantly this malaise of like the world sucks, right? I know... If you experience more PTSD and trauma because your noradrenaline response is slightly dysregulated because there's a chunk of the gene missing and you you, you have this um, literal imprint that happens. And now say there's something like a fight. There's two people that are fighting. One person says, not this again. And the other person says, this has nothing to do with last time. Because for one person, they don't imprint and encode the feeling. And so they're dealing with this as a new scenario with new feelings. The other person does imprint and they're bringing back all the old feelings of the last similar scenario as if it's just happening again, right? Car accident, I can't go down that street for the next six months because it makes me feel bad versus I'm going to jump in an Uber and be back here tomorrow, right? Uh -uh. That's genetically driven. I have a question about that. That's making me think of like nurture versus nature a little bit. Yeah. And, you know, you have your genetic code, but I have to believe that like, you know, if you take two people with sim, let's say they're identical twins or something, and they have the same genetic code yeah. and one of them is raised in a 
you know, loving or like just raised in a certain kind of home and the other one's raised in a totally different kind of home. I have to believe that they will respond to situations different differently, even if they have the same genetic code. Is is that so yeah? So now, like we said about disease, here's your red flag. Now, uh-huh. what triggers it is your environment, nutrition, lifestyle, the loads you're putting. Here's yeah, the way my right. body does these jobs. Now, here's the right and wrong choices. When, when it comes to mood and behavior, what triggers it is context. I am wired with an innate superpower. I am meant to be a warrior. Now you put me in a context where I have a nine to five working with a team. I'm going to start using words like anxiety, burnout, procrastination, right? And I'm going to believe that those things are real because I'm in the wrong context. That person who I said binds trauma, right? Let's make that person a counselor or a health coach. They are going to thrive because of the EQ, that connection, their ability to read people and use that superpower that they've been given, right? Put that, make that person a uh, emergency room assistant, they're going to burn and crash because they're going to keep seeing heart pain and death and loss and that they can't bear. So this same thing that could have been a superpower that made them the greatest version of themselves could also be their biggest kryptonite and crutch. So this is where we teach when it comes to everything about mood and behavior, context is what unlocks your superpower. So what about like when you said you could do this on your nieces or you know younger yeah. children, one thing that would come to mind to me, and maybe this isn't a bad thing, I'm not sure, but almost like pigeonholing somebody into, okay, this is what your DNA says you should be. And this is what your DNA says you shouldn't be. But then there's something about, you know, what you want as a person and passion and all of that. And I, I don't know, I guess that would be a concern and maybe, maybe I'm overreacting. (laughs) I know. So there's a just level of specificity. So it's like, I want to be in a emergency room doctor, right. Versus you are wired for being emotionally connected. So now you know that macro level wiring, the micros within that is a discussion. Right. Let's let's apply this knowledge. And that's exactly what I meant by these mastermind sessions we have. We teach people how to use their data to solve their problems. So it it's about how specific are you going to get? And we find that this is the biggest sense of relief and the quickest sense of relief people get. Once they understand their mind map and how they actually think, it's like, oh wow, everything settles down. Right. Everything that's why. Now I know why I can't deal with that person. Now I know why this frustrates me. Now I know why I feel like this. So uh we very rarely do we see that I didn't want to know that. Right. Right. Well, I'm kind of thinking like you're probably working mainly with adults and as like a parent, you could do this for your kid, but just they don't need to know all the information as like even a young child or teen, but you can sort of guide them along. Or I think it's, it would be helpful as a parent to be like, Oh, that's why my kid's not like me. That's why, you know, you have three kids in one family and everyone's like, Oh, you couldn't have three more different kids as far as their personality or even what they want to eat or that. So I think it would just be like useful information to have without necessarily sharing it with a young child or sharing appropriate information depending on their age. But it's almost like, you know, like those personality tests you take or like you go to a career counselor at some point in your life or you're going to college and you're trying to figure out your major. And like some of this would be really super helpful to have because you know, kids are comparing themselves to others and like, why aren't I good at this? And they're good at that. And like, just understanding you're unique. You are a perfectly, you know, beautiful, unique human 
but you're, you're different from other people. And like, I liked how you, you said, use the superpowers, right? So use your DNA, find your superpowers. That can be very empowering, I would think, and uplifting for, I'm thinking of like a teenager or something. Yeah. So that your example happened in my own household, right? Where earlier on my eldest son who's now 14. I struggled a lot because we saw the world entirely differently. So my reward pathway is I hardly bind dopamine and it exits very quickly. So I'm highly reward seeking. There's this drive, like, get it done, get it done, get it done. I want more. I want more. I want more. So I'm constantly, I don't need to be told I'm driven. Let's say that, right? Mm-hmm. He has a very high dopamine binding capacity and a very slow clearance, which means it's very easy for him to experience pleasure and reward and it lasts a long time. So for him, it's like, I'm good. I'm satisfied, right? It's good enough. Like, you know, here's 10 action items. Okay, I got the list. And then go back to the laptop and start playing video games. It's like, because it's not, there's no need to sense reward. But his innate superpower, which I didn't understand, is he's a binger. Meaning because his clearance is so slow, when he finally finds that thing that gives him that elevated sense, he'll do a better job than anybody, right? So where I have this chronic need to constantly improve, 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 but it's like these micros, he can do one thing really well and deep dive on it. Uh-huh. We learned that we just see the world differently. And he, what he, what I need, I need problems, right? I need problems to solve. And I will self-serve, go do them. What he needs is structure. Here's the deadline. Here's the job. Here's the time. Here's the, the criteria, how many words you need to write. And he will get it done precisely. So Again, the I was laying my reality on, on him, which is not the way he saw the world. Now that we're doing it the way he sees the world, he's thriving. You know, so I, this is almost like a parenting tool. I mean, forget <laughs> all the health benefits of doing this, but just as a parent, because we're always trying to, I feel like sometimes get our kids to do what we think they should do. But if it's like understanding who they are at their core, we just eliminate a lot of battles. I'm just thinking of like, there's so many benefits of doing this test. And this is just... Yeah you know, one of them. And I know we talked about like dopamine and just like depression and all that. Can you share maybe an example, you know, either from a mental health or physical health standpoint or a success story of someone who did your test and made a lot of these changes and how they really transformed their life? Yeah. So I was actually just dealing with somebody that was suicidal, by the way, um, who came to us through an executive health clinic where they had spent a lot of money. Uh, He had an executive type role, but he was constantly frustrated And so what we saw, the thing that stood out right away is his serotonin response was completely dysregulated, uh, which means that his brain's ability to prioritize stimulus was off. So he, every little thing bothered him. Now he worked in uh, development and I think he was around the design team. So he was really, really good at his work for the same reason, which is he sees every little detail. He can't help it but be prompted by every stimulus because his serotonin pathway doesn't keep him in the middle. It's like up and down, up and down. Now everything bugs me. Every little I and T that needs to be dotted and crossed. I see it all. So in the context of work, again, the superpower of I see everything. That's why I do such a good job. But in the context of now I have to work with a team where they don't see the world at the level of detail I do. So I'm constantly frustrated. I'm constantly disappointed. You know, when I say this, 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 they're like, what are you talking about? We already got it done. And you're like, no, this and that and that. And they're like, no, the thing got done. So that frustration was driving him crazy, constantly irritable, you know, constantly disappointed. And now you layer on top of that, 
his brain-derived neurotropic factor, uh, which speaks to neuroplasticity, your brain's ability to develop new neural pathways was completely off. Now, again, for his work, that's good because it gives him this tunnel vision. Like, I don't, I'm not a jack of all trades. I do one thing really, really well, and it's very hard for me to learn new things. But the thing I do, I do better than anyone, right? So that also causes people to give things a lot of meaning when their BDNF is off. And so he's seeing this highly irritable, distractible, bothersome level of detail world. And every one of those details means a lot to him. Trying to function in a team where everyone does not see the world like them. He's the anomaly. This is, a, this is an unusual combination, right? He's the anomaly. Superpower in your work. This is why he's great. This is why he was leader of the team. He cannot function with people. And he kept losing his job several times over and over. Best guy in the industry could not hold a job because he could not huh. work with the team. That led him into depression, which led him towards being suicidal. So what was being treated was the depression, which actually needed to be treated was him being aligned to a context that fits his brain and mind and him being aware. So the depression was the byproduct of years and years and years of this, right? So we solved it and it didn't take long. And, and, and it had to do with awareness first. Who are you? What's the right job for you? Why is it that those people are wrong? They, they are seeing what they see, but you're seeing what you see. There needs to be a middle ground. Then actual functional healing. We needed to work on his gut to have the gut brain connection better. You know, he wasn't eating properly. Uh, we need to work on um, what supplements he should be taking to calm his mood in certain areas. What things like sauna that he needed to be taking. The sauna boosts BDNF, brain-derived neurotropic factor, which makes him feel a little better, right? Less of that drama queen response. So we created a regimen for him that considered all of what needed to be considered. And now he's thriving, right? This so would have been, yeah. That, that's amazing. And I have some questions about that. So he, I'm, I'm curious how he found you, but we can step away from that for a second. So he does the test, he gets his report back. He looks at his report. How much of what you just described was he able to just gleam from logging into the yeah. system versus working with someone, I think you called it functional genomics coaching. Right. Um, working with someone, you know, one-on-one -on -one or in your group talks or whatever. To, I mean, Stephanie and I are both coaches, right? So we right. know like getting someone to just clean up their gut can be a lot of work. And you just yeah. mentioned like a number of things. So I'm, I just want to make sure our listeners are clear that like, you're not necessarily going to take the test, get your results, and then all of a sudden have this like magic yeah. bullet that all of your problems are going to be solved. So the, yeah, he was in our in a clinical program because of an acute problem that he had, and he was sent to us by another clinic. So he was at a clinic. They couldn't help him, couldn't figure it out. They said, maybe there's something in his DNA that's going wrong, right? So genetics. And we did figure out not a thing, but multiple things. And so he was in a program. So both paths would have led to the same result. The difference is the path of I got my report and self-serve would require you to attend our education, training, webinars, live events. So it's just you making time for when we schedule it as opposed to having a coach who's hands-on working with you and developing a personalized plan, very different experience. Both get to the same outcome. Uh, it's just a lot quicker and more efficient to do it with a coach. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, we talk about this all the time, right? It's simple, not easy. So it depends on how motivated the person is to like take yeah. the results that they, the information that you have, the information is powerful, but it's what you do with it after the fact 
Yeah. And so depending on where people are at and how much they want to invest from a time standpoint or just lifestyle changes are hard for a lot of people. But it's so it's great that you have those options. Yeah. And we learned a lot. So exactly what you just said about like, okay, I can tell you, but are you going to do it? Right. That was a challenge for us in the beginning. Yeah. And so we realized that there's people that are better at this than we, that we are like, you guys are both trained health coaches. So you've learned behavior change. You know what it means to actually make someone accountable and get things done. We had to learn that. So we hired a gentleman named Dr. BJ Fogg. He wrote the book, tiny habits. Yeah. Brilliant guy. He runs the Stanford university behavioral change lab. Uh, and we said, Hey, we kind of figured out what's wrong and how to fix it. Can you tell us how to get people to do it? So he helped us take all of what we do and, put it in the context of behavioral change programs that are from weeks to months, depending what problem we're trying to solve. Uh, And so we use that methodology of his tiny habits. Let's push people along and get them better. So we don't claim to be the experts of that. So we brought an expert in that built that for us. And you mentioned like supplements and all of that. Do you have someone kind of coaching people on, you know, your vitamin D levels, you know, or maybe you're not for sure your body isn't like methylating things properly or whatever it is. Yeah, we get very precise on, so there's supplementation to solve system failures, which is like, how do we get rid of that estrogen toxicity, right? Mm -hmm. How do we get rid of your neurochemical issues? Then there's your supplements that we know we all need and how do we get more precise about them? So you mentioned vitamin D. The vitamin D cascade is the most complex of all the micronutrients because keep in mind, our DNA is many tens of thousands of years old. In fact, it's as it stands you the three of us here today, our DNA is 250,000 years old, approximately. So we are like people of that time. It hasn't changed. Meaning that our current habits, the three of us on a Zoom call indoors is not (laughs) our, yeah, that's not what we're genetically wired for, right? So our ancestors going back 250,000 years got a lot more sunlight than us. So our genes are wired to mitigate and reduce the utilization of vitamin D because too much is toxic. So what does that mean? There's one gene, step one, that takes the D2 from sun and converts it into D3 and gets it into your blood. That's step one. There's a second gene that then transports it to the cell where you actually use it. There's a third gene that then binds it and connects it to the cell to actually activate it. So any one of those could not be functioning well. And guess what? For a lot of us, most three or all three aren't functioning well, which means we can get very precise in terms of how much vitamin D should you take. And how often, sometimes one dose isn't enough. Because if I tell you take 5,000 IU in the morning, but you don't transport it and bind it efficiently, you didn't actually use it in time. So you need to take two or three doses to mimic what your ancestors used to get, Hmm. right? So uh, So we can be very precise on that, yeah. Yeah, fascinating. It could dictate like where someone should live, like what climate they should live. Yeah, Yeah. we know what you're wired for. Our chief science officer had rickets because he moved from the Caribbean to Toronto. Wow. And he has the exact horrible vitamin D pathway like I described. Yeah. Worst case all around. He moved from the Caribbean where his ancestors lived. And prior to that, they were South Asian, India, right? All of a sudden, he's in Toronto winter. And in his teens, he developed rickets. He had one leg longer than the other because of the lack of vitamin D. And what would would have been treated as a you have this was just a vitamin D problem. Right. That's so interesting. And like, it makes me think of then like skin cancer and like, I'm more fair skinned, you have a darker skin pigment. So does that mean like 
my DNA is saying that I should live in a cold weather climate or not necessarily. That's just because I lived here for so long or my ancestors that I've developed. Like it's, it's really interesting. <laughs> yeah. And we can dive into that. We can understand environment, nutrition, lifestyle. What are the right choices for you? Right. Environment also yeah. includes where you live. What yeah. lifestyle includes what level of sun exposure, right? All of these things can be, you ask a question that you need to ask your DNA can tell you what the right choice is when it comes to health, wellness, lifestyle, all of that stuff. We know what you're wired for. Well, and there's so much confusion out there and people are frustrated because they get so much information on social media and, and just in the media in general about supplements and workouts and food that this will just, it'll just create like a simpler life for people. I would think like once you know your DNA, there's no reason to change it. So when the next fad diet comes out in three years, you can just literally ignore it yeah. because you know that what based on your DNA, that what you're doing is working for you and just yeah. literally forget about it. So think about like all the money that you will save based on all this random supplements and crap that we all purchase because someone told us it's the next fad or anti-aging secret or whatever. So this is so fascinating. I mean, I feel like we may have to have you come back on to dive into it when Marnie and I have our sure. results, but You've already shared a ton of valuable insight with our listeners, but as we start to kind of wrap up this conversation, we'd love for you to share just your top lifestyle recommendations that you've seen, you know, that would benefit everyone, regardless of your unique imprint. Well, the threat that we see that I wasn't aware of until we went through our research phase with those 7,000 people is that our environment is making us sick. That's this major threat that is completely out of, outside of most people's awareness. What you breathe, what's touching your skin what's sprayed on your food, all these environmental toxins, there's been an additional almost 150,000 toxins enter humanity since the 1970s, you know, chemicals, basically. The average human walks around with 700 toxins in their body that they don't, they don't even know are there. So you're, that, that threat of even your garden, even your children going to school and what, what's being used to clean their desks, you know, when even the 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 forever chemicals that are in your clothing and your food you know there's a simply orange juice for example they have a tropical flavor which has been found to have pa pfas chemicals in it forever chemicals in it mm -hmm. so you have to be much more diligent than just the label you have to understand that processing is not labeled chemicals that are used to process foods you have to understand that what you're breathing outside is more toxic than it's ever been and that is the big aha moment for most people that something as simple as I can't tell you how many kids that we deal with that have eczema that we found the root cause of their disease is their mattress because they're sleeping on memory foam and they're missing key detox genes. So it's specific to them. It's not true for every child, but some children are missing key detox genes and they're rolling around on this mattress and popping little air bubbles that are off gassing and breathing them for seven, eight, nine hours at a time that they cannot clear the toxicity of. And it's leading to an inflammatory condition that we call eczema. So the eczema is being treated topically with a cream and it just pops up somewhere else because the inflammation is not being dealt with. Right. So that environmental threat bigger than it's ever been, there isn't anyone unless you're living, you know, in a farm in Idaho and, and you're, you know, using vinegar to, deal with your, your bugs and pesticides, everyone is exposed. It's so sad and scary when you hear that, because it's like, you know, I can eat organic food and I have my non-toxic mattress and I've tried to, you know, the clean cleaning products 
if you will, but it's like you said, it's still in the air you breathe. And like, I may not spray my lawn with glyphosate, but my next door neighbor is on both sides. So it's still, you know, leaching into my environment, right? Or I walk my dog and she's stepping on lawns that I'm sure have some sort of chemical fertilizer on them. And it's, it's just like, how do you, how do you manage that? (laughs) And this is where that word management Mm-hmm. You have to think about what that means very differently in today's context. Grandma's context doesn't work anymore, which I, right. I can do what I want and the doctor will fix me. The reality is every day that you wake up, you are choosing to be sick or not because you're already exposed to the threats more than ever before, which means you need to do the liver detoxes, which means you need to add the supplements, which means you need to grow food potentially. So the choices you need to make today are very different than what we needed to do even 10 years ago, right? It's a very different reality, very toxic. 30% of American tap water has this chemical in it called TCE, which is known to cause Parkinson's, right? Neurodegenerative. It's, it's, well, and it's, it's so weird. interesting. Like I'll run into like just traveling or whatever. And I, I have heard a number of people say, oh, our water's fine in this such and yeah. such city. And in my head, I'm thinking, well, I'm sure it's not. But then it's like, well, is it any better to drink from a plastic bottle? Probably not. It's like, you know, where can you drink the water in your own home with a reverse osmosis filter? Like that's probably the best for now. Reverse osmosis and then add minerals, you know, and that's what you got to do is that that's what I mean. There's considerations now where something like reverse osmosis used to be considered a luxury. It's now a necessity. Mm -hmm. Your health choices are different today. Right. And I mean, unfortunately, this is a whole topic for another day, but let's face it, most people can't afford to do these things. And that's yeah. what's sad that our like local governments where we're paying taxes are providing us, you know, free water or, you know, whatever, low cost water filled with toxins that are killing us. But that's yeah. not something we're going to dive into right now, unfortunately. So as we you know wrap up this conversation, where can people find you, learn more about your company, buy your book, purchase the test? And I know you have a special offer for our listeners? Yeah, the book, it's available everywhere now. I was actually surprised because the other day I had to go buy a gift because one of our kids was going to a birthday party. So I had to go and see, you know, and so there's a store we have here called Indigo. That's like a bookstore. Plus they have toys and stuff. And I was like, wait, what was that? I was like, wait a second. That's my book. <laughs> and I did, I was, it was outside of my awareness that this is a bookstore and I have a book. And it's, that was the first time I actually, you know, saw it in, in the retail setting. But so yeah, Barnes and Noble, Amazon, everywhere. The dnaway.com is a website that was set up for the book. If you just want to learn more about it, um, the dnacompany.com is where the test is. I would just suggest, however, that do not go to the website and buy retail uh, we want to honor the time that you spent with us here today and, you know, your listeners and everyone working with you. So there was a code set up for you. If you do decide to don't pay retail, use the code, which is the dnacompany.com forward slash. And I don't, I don't remember the exact spelling. I think you have that, right? Living well. So just Living L-I-V-I-N-G-W-E-L-L. Okay. And thank you so much for that. No, it's a, it's a pleasure and honor. So use that. Uh, don't pay retail. We'll keep it live for a little while. Make sure you have time. Um, and other than that, I mean, if you want to just learn more, there's our Instagram page is my K-A-S-H-K-H-A-N official. Every day we're posting news about the toxic threats, about a new lawsuit that you maybe aren't aware of, about a new food that may be making you sick. So we're constantly learning, constantly teaching. That's all on Instagram. 
Um, and that's our intention is the more we can educate, the more people will be drawn towards better health. And then people like us, like yourselves, like, you know, tracking devices, sleep companies, we will all elevate and we will all get sort of, we'll make a bigger impact on this healthcare system if we all work together. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. <clears throat> and we'll link all of that up in our show notes as well. And as we wrap up this conversation, one thing we like to ask all of our guests is what does the art of living well mean to you? Well, to me, it means always making the right choice, right? It's what we talked about earlier. So that would have been difficult because we didn't know what choices to make. But now that the tools are available, to me, it's every single thing you do is a choice towards good health or a choice away from it. Everything. And so much more important today than ever before. So always make the right choice. You have to eat anyway. Eat what's right for you. You have to exercise anyway. Do it the way that's right for you. You have to have relationships anyway. Do it the way that's going to work for you. So always make the right choice. And instead of, you know, having a chronic disease at 55, let's ride your bicycle at 100. Oh, right? I love that. Yeah. Yeah. That's Sometimes that's hard to do, right? <laughs> like to yeah. always make the right choice. Like you might want a glass of wine or whatever yeah. it is. I mean, got to figure yeah, out that balance. Day. Have your cheat day, but these... When you develop these habits, they compound on themselves. You became a, you, your identity changes, mm -hmm. and more and more of the bad goes away, and more and more of the good gets added as time goes by. And you can't remember who that old person was at some point. Agree. Totally agree. Totally agree. Well, this yeah. conversation has been amazing. Actually, I've learned so much. I'm so fascinated. I could have a part two for sure. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And we can't wait to run this test. So thank you so much and um, have a great day. You too. Pleasure. Thank you guys. Thank you so much for listening to the Art of Living Well podcast. We are so grateful that you joined us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend or anyone else you think may benefit from this information. We'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast leave us a review, and tag the Art of Living Well podcast on social media. If you want more inspiration in between episodes, you can find us on social media at theartofliving underscore well on Instagram and Facebook, where we will share snippets from our daily lives and our journey to living well.